Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Essen Reza Real Estate Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to do a recap of the first half of the year of 2023. And we're going to go over some stats. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about average price and give you guys an idea as to where the market is at this current moment and also where it's headed in the second half of the year. So with well, before we jump into the numbers and the recap, I just want to thank everyone for listening into the podcast. We're almost at uh, we're at 21 episodes right now, and uh, we've been putting out two episodes per month. And uh, hopefully in the future we'll increase the frequency. But for now, thank you all for your support. If you're really enjoying the content, uh, please do share some of your feedback, like, share, and subscribe to my channel. Uh, it helps me a lot. And it'll help me put out even more content in the future. So without further ado, get ready for a stat-heavy podcast. If you're into numbers, analytics, just like I am, it's going to be a really interesting uh, episode today. And I'm going to give you an idea as to uh, where the market is right now in July and August of 2023. So let's start off with the real estate market update. What are we seeing in the market right now? What are the current trends? And the first thing I want to do is I want to go over some of the numbers from June and also May. So if you look back at June, June sales were at 7,481. This was up 17% from last year in 2022. But we're actually down from the month of May. Sales were actually down by 17% from last month. The average price in June of this year was about 1.182 million. This was up 3% from last year. But again, if you compare it to the month of May, we're actually down 1.1% from last month. So what we did see in the first half of the year is from January up until May, we saw a steady increase in both average in both sales and average price. But when we heard the rate hike announced in June and July, we started to see the market decline both in sales and also both in average price. So the announcement of the rate hike definitely had an impact on sales and average price. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the near future, especially if we see another rate hike happen in September, if that's going to happen at all. So let's talk about some more numbers right now. You know, in the beginning of the year, like I said, we had a poor start in sales, but from January, February, March, April, May, that number of sales and average price did steadily increase and it went down in June and July. Now, what I think happened in the early part of the year as to why we started to see the market pick up in the first half of the year was because if you remember, the Bank of Canada actually paused their interest rate hike. And whenever the Bank of Canada mentions something or talks about something, it really hits the consumer hard. So when they decided to pause those interest rates, I think what happened was a lot of the buyers actually came off the fence and people started to feel confident about buying again. So that's when we saw a huge surge back in, I would say the month of April and May, where sales started to go up, prices started to go up. We started to see multiple offers on properties again. And just sort of a boots on the ground update for you guys. When I was in the market in April and May, the listings that I had, I remember probably it took about two or three days for those listings to sell. And most of those listings actually sold over the asking price. And the reason for that was because everyone thought that the interest rates weren't going to go up again because the Bank of Canada had paused those rates. So it brought back some buyer confidence. Now, fast forward to June and July when the rates went up again, you know, that news hit the consumer hard again. 
And now the listings that I had that I sold in the last two weeks, in the month of July, they actually didn't get as many showings. They didn't get as many offers. And so I still sold those listings, but I bet you if I had sold those listings back in May, I probably would have got more money for those listings. I probably would have got more interest as well. So the rate hikes definitely had an impact on what's happening right now. And like I said, again, we're going to see what happened in the month of September. If the rate hikes go up again, I do think it's going to have an impact on sales. I think sales will decline again. I think average price will also decline uh, if that rate hike happens in the month of September. So let's start with the next hot topic, which is interest rates. And the question I get a lot is what is happening with the interest rates in the current environment? Well, we saw rates pause in the early part of the year. But in June and July of this year, the rates went up again because the Bank of Canada determined that inflation is still very sticky. Now, the next rate announcement is going to happen in September. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens then. But as of now, the rates are really, really high. It's impacting a lot of people. So whether you have a home equity line of credit, a lines of credit, uh, credit cards, variable mortgages, it could impact a lot of these loans that Canadians have. And so I think because of that and because of the, the, the news of rate hikes, a lot of people are pulling back on their buying and they're kind of waiting to see what happens with the market. On the same token, we're seeing sellers also pull back because they have no idea where the market's going to go. And until things sort of settle down, I feel that's when they're going to start to put their homes on the market as well. Now, what I have seen personally, boots on the ground update, is that I've started to have conversations and calls with some homeowners who are in a pretty dire situation who do need to sell because they can't afford the mortgage payment. So just two weeks ago, I had a, a seller of mine and uh, unfortunately we had to sell his home at a loss because the mortgage rates were really creeping up and he wasn't able to make or he wasn't able to help his rent cover all of his expenses and he was going to be in more debt. So he realized that the best solution for him would be to cut his losses now and save on that mental stress. So we are starting to see a little bit of crack uh, from some investors, some homeowners, but I think for a lot of people right now, what I would recommend is that if you are in a situation where you are starting to feel the pinch, this is really a good time to become fiscally responsible with your money. And I've said this several times before, is that you have to understand that this is a learning experience for all of us. Now is the time to really pull back on your spending, whether it's going out, whether it's shopping, whether it's eating out. I know it sounds very simple and minuscule, but really these are things that are going to help you in case something drastic happens. I mean, we got to realize that, you know, we could be in a recession very soon if we're not already in one. And the biggest fear in recessions is job losses. So God forbid, if you're in a situation where you might be in that situation where you could lose your job, I think now is a perfect time to really hone back on your spending. Make sure you have a rainy day fund so that you can protect yourself and your family as well. Now, what's going to happen in the future for the rest of the year, it's going to depend a lot on inflation. Inflation has come down from the most recent report to 2.8%, but you guys got to understand that inflation is made up of a bunch of indicators. So if you're out there going for grocery shopping, you know that grocery prices have still not come down yet, right? Even though inflation has come down, things like groceries, things like gas, those are still sky high. So the Bank of Canada is looking at those things very closely. And they often like to overcorrect themselves. So even inflation comes down, they're going to protect themselves by maybe having another interest rate hike possibly. And I think in the long run, a lot of people are hoping that rates will come down. 
if I'm a betting man, I'm going to tell you that if you have hopes of that happening anytime soon, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be very hard for the Bank of Canada to reduce rates at least this year. Even next year, I think it's going to be really difficult unless something improves dramatically. But these rates are going to stay here for the next six to 12 months, in my opinion. And I think because of that, we're going to see the market get hit when it comes to sales activity because people, quite frankly, won't qualify for mortgages. And at today's housing prices, it's really difficult for a first-time homebuyer to qualify for, let's say, a million-dollar mortgage when his or her income is not matching what they can qualify for. The next question I get a lot from people is that, are we going to be seeing a market crash because of the interest rate hikes? This is a very popular question that I get a lot. And I'm of the opinion that we're probably not going to see the market crash, but I do think the market is going to decline in prices and sales activity because interest rates work inverse with home prices. So when rates go up, prices tend to come down as well and sales activity tends to come down as well too. Now, the reason why I don't see a market crash happening, when I say crash, I mean like a 50 to 75% drop in the average price. The reason why I don't see that happening is for a, a variety of reasons that you guys are all probably familiar with, but if you're not, I just want to remind you guys. So number one is a level of immigration that Canada is, has coming into the country. The next three years, we're expecting a million permanent residents uh, in Canada. And that doesn't include students, people on work permits. So if you saw the stat last year, we had about almost 400,000 plus people come into Canada. Naturally, what's going to happen? These people are all going to need homes at some point, whether it's buying or renting. And when you add more people into the country, into the city, it's going to uh, increase the demand for housing. And ultimately, if supply is low, it's going to increase the pricing for housing as well. So that's number one. Number two is supply. Supply has been historically at a 20-year low right now when it comes to inventory. Now, this month, we actually saw supply move up a little bit. So we're actually sitting at about 16,000 total units for sale in all of GTA, the greater Toronto area. But in hindsight, that's still not enough to fulfill the pent-up demand that we have across the region, across the province. The next important point is pent-up demand. Now, these are some stats that I got from the crew at Buffini and, uh, Buffini and Company, uh, Brian Buffini and his crew always put out a amazing forecast and statistics that they research and find on. So I want to give them credit where credit's due. But these are the numbers that they pulled out from the surveys that they've researched. They said that 51% of millennials plan on purchasing in the next five years, out of which 45% of them will be first-time homebuyers. 41% of them are even willing to relocate outside of the city or outside of the province anywhere in Canada. So there is a lot of pent-up demand. People do want to buy homes. Now, whether they can afford it or not, that's the question. But if you ask almost anyone out there, everybody wants to be a homeowner because they want a piece of that Canadian dream, which is rightfully theirs. Another reason why I don't see a market crash happening is because if you look at statistics, this is straight from the Bank of Canada website. If you look at what they have to say about housing, Two-thirds of Canadians are homeowners. Almost 50% of homeowners don't have a mortgage. That means they don't pay monthly expenses on their mortgage. They have a lot of equity in their homes. So when you have almost half of homeowners without a mortgage, those, half pe those people are not going to be impacted by interest rate hikes. But what's happened is that 
those people that do have a mortgage, the other 50%, out of that 50%, about 70% are on a fixed mortgage. Those people on a fixed mortgage are also not going to be impacted by interest rate hikes, but they will be impacted once they renew their mortgages and the rest are all going to be on the variable rate mortgage. Now, what I saw happening was throughout the pandemic, the last three to four years, a lot of people got into really high levels of mortgages. Those people that bought in the pandemic bought at the peak. And I think those are the people that are going to be struggling. Those are the people that we're going to start to see sell their properties or sell their investment properties because they're the ones that have a large mortgage, large debt. And when those interest rates go up, they will be impacted severely. Now, two things that I think could really impact if let's say a market crash were to happen. Why would that happen? I think it would be because of job losses and debt that Canadians have. So if these two things start to happen, then we could start see, seeing a bigger impact. So just to put things into perspective, let's talk about you know home equity line of credit or HELOCs. Again, this, again, this information is brought to, you, to us by the Buffini and Company crew. And in the report, they said that nearly 27% of homeowners have a home equity line of credit. Now, out of those percentages, 10% borrowed between 50 to 100,000, 10% borrowed more than 100,000, and 80% borrowed less than 50,000. So Canadians do have a lot of debt. We are highly indebted, unfortunately. And if, let's say, the recession hits hard and people start to lose their jobs, then it's possible that the market could crash. But again, going back to my previous points, when it comes to immigration, when it comes to low supply, when it comes to half of Canadians not having a mortgage, I think these three pillars will probably keep the market above water. There will be a decline in prices. There is going to be a decline in sales activity, but not to the point where I see like a 50 to 75% decrease in value. I don't think that's going to happen because when things happened in the US back in 08, 09 with the recession, you got to understand that a lot of people were buying houses with zero money down. They had no equity in their homes. They were largely indebted with mortgages. They had four to five properties and companies were giving people loans left, right and center. That's not happening here all the time. So there is a big difference between what's happening back then and what's happening now. The next topic is where is the market headed for the second half of the year? So a lot of it is, again, going to depend on interest rate announcements. Now, as of now, July the 1st, the total number of sales this year has been 38,000 and the average price is about 1.14 million. So this is actually down. Uh, the average price is actually down from last year. And the next six months, I anticipate the market to kind of be more balanced. I think there's going to be equal opportunity for buyers and sellers eventually. I think the number of offer presentations or multiple offers or bidding wars are going to go down just because a lot of people are not going to be able to qualify for mortgages. And a lot of people are also going to be on the fence because they want to kind of still kind of want to see where the Bank of Canada is going to land when it comes to interest rates. So the next six months might present a good opportunity for buyers who can afford to buy a home because they may not face a lot of competition. So that might be something you might want to be interested in. As for sellers, I think for sellers, you know, it, it's not going to be as easy to sell your property. In fact, you might even have to take a little bit less money than what you would have taken if you listed back in April or May. And that's not to say that your property is not going to sell. It's still going to sell. But I want to give the sellers out there some tips on what they can do right now in this market 
where things are still selling, but maybe you might want to do some things that will help increase the value of your home and help you get some more bang for your buck. So again, reading off the report from the Buffini and Company crew, this is some numbers that they pulled out, which I found really, really interesting. And they said that a lot of the renovations we do in our homes is going to lead to increased uh, pricing and also increased value. So for example, one of the top things you want to renovate in your home if you're planning on selling is to renovate the kitchens and bathrooms. When you renovate the kitchen and bathrooms, historically, you get a 75 to 100% return on investment. The next big thing you want to do is always paint your house. Painting your house will give you a 60% return on investment. The next big item is going to be investing in big ticket items. So for example, like your roof or your windows, your gutters and drains, that will give you a return of about 75%. And the next thing is going to be doors and hardware, which will give you a return of about 50%. The last thing is going to be your landscaping, your outdoor improvements, so interlocking, grass, that kind of things. That's going to give you a return of 10%. Now, obviously, if you don't have the money, you don't have to invest in all these things. But if you want to increase the value of your home and help it sell faster and for better value, these are some things you can consider. Last but not least, if you can't do any of these things, I would recommend at least painting your house and doing a proper deep clean. That itself will still give you value and taking professional photos and of course staging your home. So will you still sell your property in this environment? Yes, you will because the market is still pretty good. You might not get what you would have gotten back in April or May of this year, but you have to understand that the market will fluctuate up or down. Things are still selling. Toronto market is still good. But you have to be cognizant of the fact that there are buyers on the fence. There might be some negotiation. And at the end of the day, if you present your property in the right way, you will still attract a lot of uh, buyers and a lot of showings as well. The last thing I want to address is the rental crisis that we're currently facing in the GTA. Um, just to give you another boots on the ground update. Now, I know you guys read articles out there and you guys see all these numbers and stats. But the reason why I'm doing this video is to kind of give you a real uh, boots on the ground update as to what I'm seeing day in, day out while I'm out there with clients. And one thing I've noticed is that every single rental listing I've put up on the market, whether it's a house or a condo anywhere in the GT, whether it's an Ajax, Markham, downtown, every single one of those listings have had multiple rental applications come in. At one point, I had a property in Ajax which I was putting up front. I had 12 applications of tenants wanting to move to that house. And that told me something. That told me that we're in a severe rental crisis right now in the GTA. It's not a good thing. I mean, it's great for landlords, but it sucks for people who are coming into the country and are trying to find a place to rent. So for renters out there, you know, what I would highly recommend is if you're new to Canada and you're having a hard time finding a place to rent, if you're a new immigrant, um, you got to make sure that you uh, look at properties across the landscape. I know you want to be close to your work, close to your family, but you know, realistically, there are not a lot of opportunities available because rental listings are down and uh, rental demand is also very high. So think about what you want, where you want to live, see if you can be more flexible on the location. You may even have to put up more money up front in advance uh, to make your offer look better. Uh, you may have to um, you're going to have to present your application in the best light possible, especially if you're new to Canada. Um, if you have any questions about the rental market or need help with the rental market, please reach out to myself as well. My team and I uh, can assist you in that and sort of help guide you uh, as to where to go uh, when it comes to finding a home, whether it's for rent or for purchasing. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was very stat heavy, but I want to give you guys some real hard numbers. 
So you can understand and determine where the market is going from here. I think the market is still going to be resilient, but I'm not the kind of realtor who likes to pump up the market. I like to give you guys an objective opinion. The market is in decline right now. Sales are down. Average price is down compared to last year. But I think when rates start to go down again, uh, it's not going to stay like this forever. Things are going to pick up very quickly. So if you are a buyer in this market, this is a good opportunity. But one last piece of recommendation that I'm going to give to all of my buyers is that buy when you are ready. And don't look at your friends or your family, colleagues who have homes. And you don't want to you know, be in a situation where you bought a house and can't afford it. The best time to buy a property is not when the market is right or wrong. It's when you're ready and when you can afford to buy the property. So don't put yourself in a precarious position. Don't compare yourself to others. When you have the money, when you have the down payment, when you look at your monthly budget and realize that this is a time where you can jump into the market, then do so. And at that point, I think it's the right time to buy. So if you have questions about that, give me a shout. I'll be happy to help you and hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do like, share and subscribe to the channel and we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you guys and have a wonderful day.